Netflix has been threatening for ages to cut down on password sharing and make everyone pay a little bit more. But how are they planning on doing it and can you get around it? Let me explain. Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe while you're here, wherever it is you're listening on the News Talk app or elsewhere. Now, chances are you pay for a Netflix subscription or you jump onto the account of a friend or relative who pays a Netflix subscription. But the company, unsurprisingly, wants to cut down on that. Why have two people in different households sharing one account when they could charge for two, right? But how are they actually going to stop you from sharing your password? I mean, it's yours to share, surely. Well, to explain, I'm joined by News Talks tech correspondent Jess Kelly. We've obviously known this has come for quite a while and an FS is going to go after you, but how exactly are they going to actually stop you from sharing your password? Firstly, we don't know that they're actually going to succeed in stopping you sharing your password. They're going to try to by doing a few different things. Uh, so the company has said that, th- that it can use things like your IP address and your user location to know where you are. Uh, so they can tell that you spend most of your time at your home address and that you access Netflix via uh, that, that IP address, which is grand and dandy. If you then try to access your account, say if you're traveling for work or for pleasure, imagine that, uh, it'll identify that you're in a different location and it'll send you a four digit verification code similar to what we have when you try to log in to say your Gmail address from a different device for the first time. That two factor authentication step is there. Now what's interesting about that is there's nothing at all stopping from me from sending you my Netflix password, you logging in, and then me texting you that four digit verification code for you to put in. So it's not the ultimate foolproof method, I suppose, for cracking down on passwords. Uh, But that does seem to be the system at the moment. Yeah, that seems like a fairly obvious one. I suppose what they might be hoping for is that you're just not bothered, that, you know, your casual acquaintance who's been on it or your ex who is on it, you're just going to say, actually, no, I'm not going to share with you. Yeah, I I think that's it's an extra stumbling block, I suppose. And at the moment, so many of us who have Netflix on our different devices, you just pick up and play. Uh, There's no faffing around or anything like that. And I suppose those sort of barriers to entry, it might make you you think. Uh, Also, if they identify that you are constantly in two different locations at once. So if you and I are trying to watch my Netflix account at the same time and they could see it's two different IP addresses, yours is one that hasn't really appeared on the account before uh, and that happens frequently enough, they could then uh, cut you off firstly and then send me notifications to either upgrade my account to add a, a different user to my to my plan. So that could cost me two or three extra euro a month, which isn't ideal when I'm already paying 21 euro a month for the service um, or just cut you off entirely. So they are looking, I suppose, at different ways, but it's not a foolproof system. The big uh, issue here that I've heard from, from parents since I've been talking about it over the last wee while is if... Uh, a parent has a Netflix account and they watch it at their house all the time and then the kids go to the childminder after school every day. How does that work? Or say if, uh, you know, in families that aren't the nuclear family, we've got blended families, we've got, you know, uh, separated parents, all of that. If the parents go 50-50 on a Netflix account to keep the kids entertained and they're with dad on the weekends and mum during the week or vice versa, are they going to be penalised? So it's not, and look, I said it on Brecky on, on Monday morning, It's a total first world problem, 
But at the moment when subscriptions are going up, people are feeling the pinch in so many different ways. Why bother, lads? Like, why bother? Another obvious one being kids who are gone to college but who are on Mammy or Daddy's Netflix account. You're not going to want to have to text to say, here, can you send me on that code? Especially if you happen to be watching Netflix when you should maybe be in a lecture instead. And when I was maybe possibly sometimes doing that about a decade ago, trying to pretend that watching House of Cards was essential to a journalism degree. There are two kinds of pain. Sort of pain that makes you strong, or useless pain. Sort of pain that's only suffering. I have no patience for useless things. Netflix had pretty much a captive audience at the time. There certainly wasn't the plethora of different streamers that you have now, all competing with new content and for subscribers. So, Jess, somewhat you answered your own question, why bother doing this? Well, it's the economy, it's the money of it. The why bother is because it's costing them not hundreds, not thousands, not millions, but billions. You know, they are pumping a hell of a lot of money into Netflix originals, to acquiring the rights. And as you mentioned there, there is competition from other streamers. So before, if you wanted a particular show to go on a streaming platform, the default was Netflix because that was the one that everyone had. We're now seeing shows and movies being moved from, say, Disney to Netflix or from Netflix to Prime and so on. And if you are a fan of a particular show, uh, chances are you will follow wherever the content is. But, you know, I was looking at figures and by, I think it was in 2019, uh, the shared passwords and the lost revenue as a result of password sharing was estimated to be uh, billions of dollars, like huge amounts of money. So an LA Times report estimates the practice may have cost the streamer and pay TV operators up to $9.1 billion. Now that figure could balloon up to $12.5 billion by 2024. For context, 12 billion is half of Ireland's corporation tax take for 2022 as an entire country. That bumper budget surplus you're going to be hearing a lot about in the news that every politician is fighting over, it's about the same amount that Netflix is foregoing through password sharing. And at a time when it's under more and more pressure uh, to not just have shows, but to have shows good enough to draw you away from other streamers like Joe Goldberg's inner monologues in you. The wife is lovely. Lovely, yes. With the mild habit of murdering women I care about. Sharing and Carrie would be a safe first try. I'd rather take a chainsaw to my thigh, but hopefully that's negotiable. But could this backfire and actually lead more people to leave Netflix? If the scenario comes down the tracks where it's just too much hassle to log into your Netflix account, you'll do without watching whatever show is exclusive to Netflix now um, and just stick with the other the other subscriptions. I do think that the, the cost of the services continuing to grow is worrying. Um, like we worked out on News Talk Breakfast last year, if you were to have the top tier of the five or six mainstreaming platforms, you'd be spending €1,400 Euro a year just on entertainment. Now, I don't know about you, Sean, but by the time I get home, turn the telly on, scroll for 20 minutes, I'm too tired to actually watch anything. So imagine spending €1,400 Euro just to have something to scroll through. You may as well just go on Instagram for free. Like it is, it's a bananas amount of money. And the, the streaming giants, although they have been the go-to place for entertainment a long time and everybody says TV is dead and all the rest, 
they need to be mindful that they don't end up peeving people out of paying for it uh, because you know it's not enough just to pay for Netflix or Disney or Amazon and although we're talking about Netflix here you know this is coming down the tracks for the other services as well so this isn't just a dig at, at Netflix at all so I'd say if everybody listening now sat down with a pen and paper and worked out how much they are spending on entertainment including the cost of the device and the connectivity they would be baffled and I guarantee you you will see people cancelling some of the subscriptions they have one thing that I've started doing because I was just peeing money away for want of a better phrase was if I'm traveling a lot or if I'm going on holidays and I know I'm not going to be using a certain service I'll cancel it a lot of these services are 30-day rolling contracts just because you don't want to you know not have access to it for a little bit of time just cancel it and then resubscribe when you get back from your holidays or whatever it is or if you've got a big deadline coming cancel and resubscribe don't be paying the money out just for the sake of it because it really does all add up i would add that in some instances go to cancel and they will bend over backwards to try and keep you. Now TV in particular will offer you a discount for a certain amount of time if you go to cancel, making the calculation that, hey, getting 50% of a subscription is better than nothing, and maybe, who knows, they'll stay at the full rate when that time is up. And I would say that about other utilities too, your phone bill, your broadband provider, the biggest savings you will make are when you threaten to leave or actually do switch It can be a pain getting the time on the phone to talk to them, but it is worth it in my opinion. And with a lot of the streamers, you don't have to do that. It's all online. Undoubtedly, Netflix has some of the biggest shows going and they've had plenty of those zeitgeisty water cooler moments over the last decade and change. And while these changes they're making now haven't been rolled out here yet, they have in other countries. Jess, how have they gone there? The rollout and the selection of countries for this has been quite sporadic and random, I would say. Very often, uh, like meta companies, so Facebook, Instagram and all the rest, they tend to go to sort of New Zealand. Ireland very often gets first dibs on a lot of their products to test and to give their feedback. Uh, Netflix have gone to different markets uh, like Spain. Uh, And Spain had a pretty negative reaction. According to Bloomberg, around one million subscribers cancelled their accounts as a result of this. Uh, It's also in Canada. It's in a few different markets. And what I find interesting from the research that I've done is that there are slight tweaks and changes as they go along in region to region. They seem to be very aware of what particular audiences want and are interested in are likely to tolerate. And it's also varying levels of pricing tiers when it comes to adding that second subscriber. So if I want to add you to my account, in some regions, it's like three euro, in other regions, it's $7. And that is a bit of a disparity there. What's also worth taking into account, I was reading the transcript of one of the Netflix earning calls where they were talking about this. And there was only a slight mention, but they seem to allude to the fact that this may not be rolled out in every market. So we could escape without getting targeted by this. I doubt it, but we can live in hope. Well, there's something nice and optimistic to end on. Thanks, Jess. I will send you on my Netflix password as we agreed. You do have to wonder where the streaming wars are going to end. I didn't mind paying for one, even two. But then when you're getting into the situation where you've got three or four of them, how much are you really watching them beyond a Friday? 
and a Saturday evening maybe and then the situation where you want to watch a movie you think oh I pay for loads of streaming services surely I'll be able to find it and then you go and it's on some obscure American streaming site you've never heard of who wants another 15 euro a month off you just to watch one particular movie you go no thank you very much so yeah it's interesting it's interesting to see where it's going to end up and I kind of tend to agree with Jess that I think these price changes may just push more people away from Netflix until of course there's something like the next season of Stranger Things and you go oh well maybe I'll resubscribe for that thanks for listening don't forget to subscribe on the Newstalk app uh, Power by Go Loud or wherever it is that you are listening Sean Defoe presenting this week John Kyo is the editor and Lachlan Hart was on sound I'll chat to you next week